And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, I did promise that I was going to go up and experience Epcot's Food and Wine Festival before it closed. And due to some other things in my life, I wound up going a little bit later than I had anticipated. Today is actually the 6th of November, and it's a few days before the festival ends, but I'm here. And I want to go around it. I want to experience it. I want to taste some of the food. I want to use my iPhone app that I put out there, the Food and Wine app, and check it out. I hope to have the app out there again next year, so this will be a good experience to try and build the app and make some adjustments to it so it's even better next year. So come on along with me. You'll get to experience some of the Food and Wine Festival as well. And I'll check out some of the food and I'll tweet out some pictures and uh, responses to some of the things I see because I want to make sure that everyone gets a chance to experience it in some way. Now, I've mentioned on previous podcasts that the Food and Wine Festival is one of my favorite events at Disney. And actually, I'm not a huge fan of the food in general at Disney. Now, I know there are some fine dining establishments that do some really good things, but in a general sense, I don't find the food to be all that great. Now, the theming and the restaurant itself and the cast member experience, coupled with the food, makes the dining experience usually worthwhile. So the Food and Wine Festival is really a lot of fun because you get the kind of fine dining experience at a lower price point, and it's a little bit more convenient. Anybody can go walk up and just pick something that they like and enjoy it. And that's what I really like about the Food and Wine Festival, and that's why I think it's worthwhile to spend a little time out here and enjoy myself and really make it a point to come up and take advantage of it because you get some really good food and you still get the experience of being at Disney and having some fun with it, but you really get to try something different. And I know that some of the portions may be a little bit on the small side for the price. I get that. But they please a wide range of palates, so that's kind of my take on it. That's why it's really fun to go to the Food and Wine Festival. Now, logistics at the Food and Wine Festival are kind of important. So I want to head into the uh, park and then head around toward maybe where Canada is and start going around that way. So I think I'll start there. And actually, looking at the map and thinking a little bit more about it, I think I'm going to go a few steps over, and I'm going to start at the Ireland Pavilion and work my way around and go back toward the main entrance, work around toward Mexico, go back toward like where the Africa Pavilion is, go back toward France, and then wind up again back where I started. So that way I'm only circling around one time, and I don't have to double back, and I don't have to worry about it. I can stop and enjoy things as I'm going around the park and really spend my day enjoying it, but can plan my day accordingly. So... First off, let's go over and check out Ireland. Hi, can I get a lobster and seafood pie? Of course, No, I think that'll do it. Okay, $6.25. Hey. Ah. Yeah, I just take it, thanks. One of those kind of days. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. 
All right, so I decided to try the seafood and lobster pie. Let's see how that comes out. Hello. One pie. No, it's okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, the seafood and lobster pie, that's pretty good. It's very tasty. It's got a lot of seafood in it. It's really pretty yummy. I, I like it. That's a, that's a winner. I'm glad I got that dish. All right, let's try grease now. Hello. Try the uh, chicken gyro. No, that'll do it. Thank you. Hi. That. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So this is really good. It's a nice piece of flatbread, and uh, on top of it is a nice piece of chicken that's nicely spiced, and it's really tasty. And as you heard, you can kind of customize your dish a little bit. So if you want to take the onions off, you can do that. Or It's really cool that they'll let you kind of customize it a little bit, add or subtract something if it's the right thing that goes on there. But it's really nice because it just feels good, right? So then you get something that's really tasty. And this was a really good dish. Um, this is one of my favorites now. Um, chicken Hero. Mm, yum. Hi. Let's see. I think I'm going to do the pork slider, please. No, that'll do it. Seems like a popular item today. Probably every day. <laughs> Not just today. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, so let's try this Kahlua pork slider. Really nice. I mean, the, the bun is really tasty. It's like a brioche that they have. And then the, um, the pork itself has got a nice flavor to it. It's like got Kahlua flavors in it, and it's really pretty tasty. And then uh, the pineapple chunks just add a, light of, a little bit of sweetness to it. And then there's a little bit of mayonnaise that just makes it that much more interesting. It's got a little spice to it that makes it kind of, kind of nice. It's really got a nice flavor to it. Uh, it's a little messy. You've got to eat it with a fork a little bit just because it's kind of falling apart. But otherwise, really enjoyable. All right, how you doing? I'm going to try the vegetarian haggis. Now I want some bubbles or something. Thank you. Thank you.
Alright, we'll give this a try. Hold on a second. Vegetarian haggis. So haggis is traditionally um, meats and other um, parts of uh, sheep that's put inside a sheep's stomach. So this is a little different. Mm, spiced very nicely. It's definitely an acquired taste. Mm, spice is nice. It's not bad at all. My favorite dish? No, but it's the one that intrigued me the most, and I really wanted to try it. And man, I'm glad I did. So one big question you may have, and I know I've had it, is when you go into a food and wine festival, where do you start? Now that's true of Epcot's or anybody's food and wine festival. You go in and you say, hmm, you know, something looks interesting, how do I know where to start? You can pick up the guide map that they have there, you could check it online before you go, uh, or you could check Twitter. But that's why I created this app, this uh, food and wine app, so you could kind of look for things that, pe that are trending, that people like, read people's reviews, and kind of do it in real time based on where you are in the uh, park at the time. So. Um, as I played around with it for a little bit, I realized that it's pretty close to what I wanted it to be. I realized there's some gaps in it, it's not perfect, and that's okay. I hope to make it better next year when I uh, get it going and uh, do some things differently. There's some very clever things, you know, you can uh, click on any map location and see where it is, and then see the reviews of that, see what the top items are and so forth. It's helpful, it's not the right answer, it's not the ultimate answer. I think there's more we could do with it, um, and I want to do more with it. And I welcome anybody's feedback who played around with it a little bit. If you've got an iDevice and you took a copy of it and you played around with it, I welcome your feedback. What did you think? What, what would you like to see differently next year or in a future uh, release of it? Um, I just think it was, it was kind of a clever idea because nobody had done that before. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to make it more effective so that you can actually use it and go after it and really enjoy the uh, Food and Wines Festival. Um, the one problem I had with it, and this was just my own observation as I was playing with it a little bit, I noticed, you know, I'd have one hand full of food and uh, one hand with the app, and I'm trying to, you know, take the picture and do whatever, and it's just, it's just tricky. It's not easy to always do that, so you have to kind of pay attention to what you're doing. So that was just my take on it. Uh, but it gave me a plan of attack. I looked through and decided where I wanted to go, and I just started circling around uh, to go to some of the pavilions. Now, the one problem is these are all relatively small dishes, um, but you, it's surprising how filling some of them are. So you eat three or four and you're kind of full, and then you don't want to eat a whole lot more. So then you, you, know, you walk around some more and maybe you pick three or four more. Uh, so you know, it's easy to lose track of how much you've spent and how much, you know, what you've done so far, but uh, you just kind of have to keep it in your head, or maybe if you buy the wristband with the, uh, the, uh, with the prepaid card on it, it makes it easier because you've already, already got the, uh, the amount preset that you're going to spend. Uh, but you can kind of go around and do it that way. So that's my take on it. Right. You get the uh, salmon, please. Okay, I feel like I've had an awfully lot to eat today, but uh, it's okay because you know you'd only do this once in a while. So now I'm going to try the salmon. That looks really good. It smells good too. Hmm. salad is nice. Hmm. Salmon is very tender and tasty. Mm. That chimichurri is nice. And that was tasty. Mm. The salmon was worth it. Hi, could I get the venison sausage, please? Thanks. Having a good day so far? Yeah, how about you? Yeah. You're outside, it's not so bad, right? Yeah. A little warm, but...
Could be worse. Did you like it when it was really cool? Oh, yeah, it was nice. Really? <laughs> yeah, much nicer that way. Yeah. Definitely. That's my opinion, but you know, not yeah. everybody shares that. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. All right, going to try the venison sausage. Let's see. Let's see. Looks interesting. Got a nice little salad going with it. Cranberry. Mm, tasty. Uh, next up on my list is to try the. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think so. Let me try the. Uh, I'm going to get the lamb chop, I think. Oh, perfect. There's your balance right there. You'll show you and then show that the first window. Have a magical evening Thanks. and a magical day, sir. I could have an evening too. You're gonna have a magical rest today. So okay, that'll work. And day and all of your life. Whatever, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Alright, so this is Australia. Okay, let's give it a try, see how it is. Hmm. Mmm. Lamb is very moist and tender. Isn't that chutney? Mmm. It's like a pesto on there. Yum. A little bit sweet. That's good. A little oily, but good. Mmm. 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 In this particular case, the one downside to it is it's a little oily. I need to wash my hands. So let's see, at the Africa Pavilion, I think. Thank you. Hello, can I get the boboti, please? Take that back, take that. Thank you. Thanks, you too. Give me that. Thank you. Let's give this a try and see how it is. The turkey inside it is nicely spiced. Mushrooms are savory. Eggs a little dried out, like it was cooked just a little too long, but it's pretty good. Almost frittata like in a way. Now, one nice little feature if you happen to be a Disney Visa card holder, so you have the uh, card from Chase uh, that has the Disney characters on it and it's affiliated with Disney you can go up to the Chase Lounge, and that's on the third floor of the American Adventure Pavilion. Now, as you may recall, each of the pavilions had a tie-in to a particular sponsor, and the uh, American Adventure had a tie-in with American Express when it first opened, so it was the American Express Lounge up on the third floor. So if you were an American Express employee or someone who had a, uh, a premium product with them, you could go up into the lounge and relax and enjoy yourself. Well, since American Express doesn't have the business anymore, it became the Chase Lounge. And uh, during the Food and Wine Festival, you can go up there. They have freestyle Coke machines. They were handing out drink tickets for a free drink. 
Uh, you could get a special viewing area for the fireworks. They have Xboxes, some place to sit down, some TVs, different things to do. So there's some uh, fun that you can have while you're just hanging out up there. It's kind of a nice way to get a respite from the heat. Today happened to be a little bit on the warm side, so it was kind of nice to just go up and relax and have a little soda, a little drink, and uh, just enjoy yourself for a few minutes. Kind of a neat little feature that they have that they offer to the uh, customers uh, who have a Disney Visa card. So I took advantage of it because I happen to have a card. Not that I use it all that much, as I've told you in the past. It's about value, but I do have one. So I was able to go up and take advantage of it and got a wristband to be able to see the uh, fireworks show later. Pretty cool. It's a nice little feature. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was hoping there was going to be an actual Chase Lounge there. But it was just the Chase Lounge, so not quite what I was hoping for. But it was pretty neat to go up there and see it and be able to walk through it. And now that I've been in two of the lounges, actually the one that was at the Horizons Pavilion was a little bit um, nicer, a little bit bigger, had a, little more, a few more amenities. Not to say this one wasn't nice. It's upstairs. They had all these things set up and you can look out over the World Showcase. It was a pretty nice place to go, and it was pretty enjoyable. And I'm glad that they offered the opportunity to go up there. Frozen craziness takes over the American Adventure too. One thing you can expect is the unexpected. So here I am at the uh, Food and Wine Festival. I'm walking around and I'm over by uh, between Morocco and um, France. And uh, there's uh, the Brazil kiosk here, and there's a Brazilian entertainer who's out here performing.
All right, so in all, I ate eight dishes. Uh, I spread them out throughout the day, so it wasn't uh, one dish the whole time. It was pretty much, you know, throughout the day, just having a dish here and there, get a little hungry, have a little something to eat, and just work, work my way through it. The top three, now I had done a lot of research already, so I kind of knew which ones I wanted to try. Surprisingly, the top three were the chicken gyro, the, the salmon that I had, and um, the uh, haggis, which was a little surprising. But those would be my three top dishes among everything that I ate, and those are the ones that I really enjoyed. And because I was able to do a little research up front, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted and was able to pick some things that I really liked. None of, the, none of the eight dishes I disliked. One or two I didn't like as much, maybe. But overall, I kind of liked them all. So it was kind of fun to be able to try some different things. Relatively small sizes at about, you know, between 4 and $5 each. So at an average of about $4 each, I spent about a total of $30 on the day. Not bad for a day's uh, eating at Disney. You know, you can't expect to spend much less than that if you're at Disney, but it was, uh, it was well worth it and a uh, totally enjoyable experience. Looking back over the Food and Wine Festival, checking Twitter, checking some of the other feeds that I've seen where people talk about uh, the Food and Wine Festival, and also checking my own app, uh, I was kind of curious what were some of the most popular dishes during the Food and Wine Festival. And top of the list is the roasted Verlasso salmon. That was the one that was over at Patagonia. And uh, it came roasted with a quinoa salad that had some uh, onions and uh, corn and peppers in it. And it was really tasty. I mean, it just had a really nice flavor. And it had a chimichurri sauce on top of it that was um, really outstanding and very well done. Um, I can understand why this would be a crowd favorite and uh, why people really liked it. Next up on the list was the filet mignon over from La Cellier. And I didn't actually try this one. I don't eat much beef, so didn't, uh, didn't try this one. It's a beef filet with some wild mushrooms and a truffle butter sauce. And I have to say, it sounds pretty good. If I ate more beef, I probably would have tried it, but uh, just not, not quite my taste. Number three uh, was the uh, kielbasa and potato pierogi from Poland. Uh, this was a very popular dish. Uh, people really liked it. It had caramelized onions and sour cream. Pierogies are always a good choice. Then the uh, seafood fisherman's pie was up near the top of the list. That was another one I tried that I thought was really tasty. Um, very well done. Uh, nice creaminess to it and a lot of fish inside. And then there was the uh, crispy pork belly that you could get over at uh, the Brazil kiosk. I don't care for pork belly myself. I just find it too fatty. And, and the luxuriousness of it is a little too much for my palate. So I, I didn't try it. But people really raved about it and really liked it. Also making the list, the grilled beef skewer from Patagonia. Uh, it had another chimichurri sauce on it and, uh, a, and a boniato puree. Um, boniato is like a root veg vegetable, not unlike uh, potato. And it's uh, got a little bit of different texture to it. It's really nice. I like boniato. But uh, again, I'm not eating beef, so that uh, I wasn't going to try the dish. But it did look really good. And everybody that was standing around that kiosk when I went to Patagonia raved about it. Everyone said it was great. Another one that was a crowd favorite was the kimchi dog over at South Korea. What they did was they took part of a hot dog in a bun and put some uh, kimchi on top of it. Kimchi is like a, essentially like a uh, fermented coleslaw, if you want to look at it that way. I know that's not really what it is, but that's kind of what it is. And it has this, a certain tanginess to it that's really delicious. So that was a, a really popular dish as well and got a lot of great reviews. As far as favorite desserts, the warm chocolate pudding from Ireland was probably the top one. It had a Kerrygold Irish cream liqueur inside of it and a custard. And uh, I have to say, when I saw it, it looked really good. I decided I was going to eat more of the main dishes and skip the desserts because I really wanted to enjoy some of the main dishes. But if I had gotten a dessert, that probably would have been it. It would have been a close one between that and the Belgian waffles for me. But I think this would have been the dessert I would have taken. 
So there you go. That's kind of how it all worked out in terms of uh, what people liked and uh, what rated well. And you heard that uh, two of the items that are on the list were also on my list of being some of the top ones. So it was a really, uh, really cool experience. Overall, what were my impressions of the Food and Wine Festival? I thought it was a really well done event, again, um, as it usually is. I happened to go on the last Thursday, so just shortly before it closed. And I have to tell you, you know, the there was a good crowd there. There was a lot of people uh, trying the foods. It was still a, a line to get most foods because they're kind of uh, fired to order while they're all prepared. They're kind of finishing them up and they serve them to you. So some took a little longer than others, but that's okay because it was all fresh and really good and, and pretty much every dish was well executed. You know, I know that the uh, chefs take great pride in taking the time to think up dishes that they can make this way. If you've ever watched any of the shows like Top Chef where they're making dishes for hundreds of people at a time, you know, it takes a lot of thought and effort to prep everything and get it ready so that you can serve it. So they have to have all the food figured out, exactly how they're going to prep it, what they're going to do, how they're going to have it ready, and how they're going to serve it so that it looks appealing as well. And then they do their initial food and wine overview where they have like a party and they invite people to come in and try it so they can check the dishes to make sure that they all work. And if some of them don't, they can tweak them a little bit or potentially take them off the menu, though I've never actually heard about them doing that. So it was a really fun event, and I'm going to have to go again next year just because it was so amazing. Uh, it's really it's really a good time. You kind of socialize with a lot of other people. You wind up talking to them about a lot of the foods and just have some fun with it. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't put any of that audio on the uh, podcast. You might hear a couple of comments here and there, but I didn't ask anybody if they would mind being recorded, so I uh, intentionally left it out. If you've never had a chance to go, I would highly recommend that you make plans to go next year. It's, you know, 50-ish days in the uh, early fall, so you have plenty of time between the uh, weekdays and the weekends to make it there for one day. And next time, I'll have to uh, plan it a little better from my perspective so that I can be there and let people know when I'm going to be there so maybe I can meet up with a couple of fans and we can try some of the food together. So success? Yes. Thought it was great. Had a great time. Really enjoyed myself, and uh, I will be going back again. It's a really great event that Disney puts on. And for the price of food, considering the, the fact that you can still enjoy the park, it's really a pretty good deal all the way around. Now it's time to go over and hang out and watch some of the Eat to the Beat concert series and hang out and just enjoy myself for the rest of the evening. So thanks for joining me on this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed kind of taking a virtual tour through Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. Of course, all the kiosks are set up around the World Showcase Lagoon, and you just walk up and you uh, ask for what you want. That menu is outside and right up by the front. You pick what you want. You can kind of pick and choose a few things that you want to have on it or don't want to have on it as you're going through it. You uh, finish up and you just pay and then you, uh, you pick up your food and you find a little place to sit down and relax and eat. And that's it. Just that simple. So I hope you had a little fun virtual tour around. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on disneyworldpodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music, you'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a hidden Mickey's app and a pin trading app.